Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Scott Ringline. Scott, are you ready to do this? I am. Thanks for having me, George. Excellent. Let's do this. Scott is the founding partner of the Energy Alliance Group of North America, a company focused on clean energy technologies. I'm excited to have you back on. Scott, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, well, uh, right now, personal life is uh, hanging out at home along with everybody else. Right. Uh, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, a little background. I spent most of my career in uh, in automotive. That ended in 2008 along with uh, tens of thousands of other engineers in Michigan. And uh, I slowly emerged from that. Uh, worked for the Department of Energy for a couple of years on America Recovery Act. And then in 2012, myself and a couple other guys started uh, the Energy Alliance Group with a focus on uh, developing uh, projects and solutions for uh, efficiency, conservation, and uh, renewable energy measures. Nice. Appreciate that. So it is April the 23rd, and we were just talking uh, before we got started about just after all this is over, what what the landscape is going to look like. You had oil uh, futures um, trading. I don't even know if they were if they were trading, but they 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 had no value because nobody wants to take possession of the actual oil itself. And you have the environment um, cleaner than it's ever been. Somebody I heard somewhere that that the, the air in Los Angeles was like the cleanest in the world, or some crazy um, something or other. So just wanted to get your from 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 your perspective. It's a big question, but. On, on everything that's going on. Yeah, well, it, it's certainly something that we're recognizing and actually uh, already starting to develop some business plans and initiatives around it. But uh, you're on point. Oil's in the tank. It's not going to recover for a while because this is not just a U.S. issue. It's a it's a world issue. So there's going to be a, a glut of oil that's going to be sitting around and then uh, just the use is, you know, they've seen dramatic drops. I've heard all the way up to 60%. And then on the flip side, as we've all seen uh, reports, you know, when you shut down the economy and you shut down everything that's, uh, you know, creating pollution, um, you actually see what it might be like if uh, we weren't burning, you know, all these fuels and uh, polluting the air. So I think uh, coming out of this, although it's not part of the conversation yet, uh, not on a wide scale, 
But certainly coming out of it, I think there's going to be a recognition that uh, clean energy certainly provides benefits for the environment. And uh, we expect, and that's what we're counting on, that uh, there's going to be a much more focus on it as we roll out of this. And uh, there's certainly going to be opportunities for both uh, public and uh, private opportunities to, to work together to uh, really focus on not only renewables, but then in general, uh, you know, efficiency and conservation measures. Um, but certainly our focus coming out of this is going to be focused on, on renewable energy. And uh, like I said, we're putting together a uh, uh, initiative right now, kind of an early announcement. It's going to be called uh, 30 by 30. Uh, going to be working locally here with uh, the Ann Arbor uh, 2030 initiative. They want to pump a billion dollars into creating a, a renewable energy um, production and uh, get the city off of uh, <clears throat> coal and natural gas and provide renewable energy to to everybody within the city limit and uh, the adjoining county. So, uh, our, our goal and challenge is to develop uh, 30 renewable energy systems over the next 10 years and utilizing the public-private partnerships that are evolving out of it. So um, I don't think we'll be alone coming out of this with those types of initiatives, but it's certainly something that we're taking, uh, we're taking notice to and uh, going to try and take advantage of it moving forward. Nice. That's that's interesting. I was I was. I think that we're all aware of the Green New Deal. That that whether it really got put forth or there was just talk around it, and that has got to be one of the most polarizing phrases in the United States right now. Say Green yeah. New Deal, and you're going to get a reaction one way or another. Um, and I was going to really ask where. Where, where does real change need to start? And then you talked about how, how you're talking about at, at the city level. So do you think that that's really where a lot of change across the country is going to happen is, is more on the localized levels? We've already seen it. Um, you know, uh, President Trump, uh, when he first came into office, his focus was really to, you know, restart the coal industry, get people back to work in that industry and then what we've seen are states that are coal-based states, uh, Virginia, we'll, we'll pick on Virginia today, but they're making a commitment to go all in with renewable energy. And so, you know, no different than what we're seeing with the pandemic, you know, the states are stepping up and I don't want to say ignoring what's going on at the federal level, but you know, they're going to take care of their own and um, they're going to establish these initiatives. So whether we see it at the state uh, level that affects, uh, affects you know, municipalities, um, we're also seeing it at the, you know, the city level. So like the 2030 better building uh, initiatives and competitions that are going around in some of the major cities, you know, those are city based, although federal in essence, have their their hands in it. Um, uh, there's no monies coming from the federal level. It's all based locally. And uh, the initiatives at the state level, <clears throat> for the most part, what we're seeing there as far as having this public-private partnership is they're uh, 
enacting legislation at a state and local level to allow for the developments to move forward and to access uh, you know, different types of capital that's out there that um, can be used at the local level. Um, you know, even here in Michigan, one of the uh, more recent changes is that for renewable energy installations, um, uh, owners are no longer penalized from a uh, from a property tax standpoint. That's been one of the big challenges is that, you know, you put solar, whether it's residential or commercial industrial, they install solar, and then the first thing you know is the assessors out there raising their property taxes, where it's not necessarily an improvement to the building or to the property. It's really just a piece of equipment, no different than, hey, I'm going to put in a new air conditioner. Um, certainly, your property doesn't go up in value when you do that. So um, back to your question. <clears throat> We do see that where, at least in this country, because we don't necessarily have a national policy for for this, it's going to come through the states. Um, and, and it's not only going to be renewable energy, it's also going to be infrastructure for, you know, electric vehicles and uh, transportation and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, I imagine it's you're going to see programs for, for, for all of that. If, if you could wave a magic wand and say the best way for the actual federal government to support this, what would it look like? Would, 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 would it just be tax credits or tax incentive of some kind, or would it actually be capital? Maybe both. I would say certainly both. I, I, so in our world, um, all the tax credits and stuff, while they're important, they're only important when you lack access to long-term capital. So in today's environment, unless you can find somebody that's going to fund, take the tax equity, and then have a client that's willing to uh, take on the uh, responsibility in a, in a power purchase agreement, you know, those are 20, 25, 30 years. Numbers work even without the tax credits, we can make them work. You know, we've, we've just recently did a, a proposal over the last year where, you know, we secured funding for 25 years, uh, megawatt solar, a brand new roof, and it was cash flow positive from day one through year 25. Um, and Without the tax credits, you know, they're slowly going away. We're not really sure what the future is. That's not something that we as a company are counting on. We're more focused on, okay, there's money coming into this industry, literally trillions of dollars. Who is willing to put money forward without the handcuffs to the asset for, you know, 20, 25, 30-year period? And we're already starting to see that roll out in some specific industries like food, believe it or not, is really going to be a booming industry here moving forward. There's already federal monies being pushed down into it for local community development. Um, <clears throat> but on the, on the renewable side, what we're seeing is that uh, programs like Property Assessed Clean Energy, which you and I had talked about before, 
it is a, in essence, a public-private partnership, but it's using private funding, and then it's using the public taxing authority to be able to secure funds for a 20, 25, 30-year period without the owner entering into a contract that says, oh, you know, if you move or you sell in 10 years, you're responsible for that asset, Mm -hmm. whether you resell it or you buy it out. And there's programs out there that are allowing business owners to really engage in renewables, efficiency, conservation measures with these tools. They just don't know about it. So, you know, part of what we're doing, too, is really getting out there and and talking about it so people know it. But um, from the federal standpoint, one, just taking a damn interest in it, more importantly, in having some some in essence national policies you know even even the the programs that we do work in for the most part they're all state based there you know so there's no one rule of engagement that's the that's the good and the bad about uh, federal policies is it's a single rule that applies across you know a broad based of states where when you're dealing with local You know, if I do a project in Michigan, it might be different if I do it in Ohio or Indiana or Illinois. So those are the challenges. Um, The other thing, too, is that at least having some policy up there, it allows business owners to recognize the fact that it's important from a national level, just not a local level. And so for larger companies that have facilities in Michigan, Ohio, all over the U.S., they're a lot more motivated to do something because it's one set of rules to engage in rather than, oh, my gosh, we got to figure out how to do this at you know every one of our operations. Got it. Nice. All right. So how how would you counsel people who are listening? Say, OK, yeah, it sounds like there's going to be programs that are available how how can people proactively get involved if it's doing something to their own home or if it's investing? Yeah, well, first thing, it's education. You know, uh, you certainly have to f- figure out what's going on. So, you know, listening to these types of shows or reaching out to their local uh, providers, whether it's, you know, solar or, you know, efficiency measures. Um, because there's programs, you know, that are coming out through the utilities, even, um, you know, local communities, state and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, there's there's uh, there's certainly uh, some great places for information. Um, one of them that uh, we always recommend, and this is more at the federal level level, it's called the uh, Desire uh database and it's not uh, desire like you and I have to uh, leave the house here <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it's a uh, <clears throat> it is a uh, basically it's a um, I don't want to call it well it is a website but it's a catalog of all of the whether it's tech credit or funding or everything, both at a federal and state level. So when you when you go on and you log into the website, you can pick your state, and then you can see the list of 
everything that's available to do these types of measures for both residential and industrial commercial. And um, it's probably one of the best cataloged um, sites that people can go out and find out, geez, you know, what, what would I qualify for? Or how can I do this or get educated about, about doing it? And then also um, uh, paying attention to what's going on at the uh, local economic development, you know, um, whether it's your city or group of cities that have initiatives going on. And then we always ask that everybody should pay attention to what's going on at the state level, but that's, that usually doesn't happen. And when we go into these meetings and we talk about these programs and we say, oh, yeah, this is a public-private partnership, their first uh, response is, well, how come I never heard about it? Right. Well, how many of us pay attention to what's going on at the Capitol and all these bills and legislation? We're not. You know, we only pay attention to what affects us. And so <clears throat> that's the uh, that's the importance of, of finding people that – are you know subject matter experts like ourselves in certain industries so that you can get educated and you can make an educated decision you know moving forward love it what was the what was the desire website again yeah you know i'm looking it up for you okay. right now george <laughs> because i always uh desire all right so it's d s I R E, but the website is D S I R E U S A dot org. Got it. Perfect. And uh, it's actually run by the University of North Carolina, but it is federally funded. So this is a, you know, again, kind of a uh, public-private partnership. And um, and then the other thing too is that uh, I'm actually on the on the landing page, but there's also like a list of national organizations that are all involved in you know solar efficiency conservation measures, and you know anyone that tells me, geez, I can't do this, well, it's because you're not taking the time to learn how to. And there's, you know, lists of state organization, regional organizations, international organizations, there's tools. So, uh, you know, first and foremost, it's really just getting educated on um, what's out there and then learning about what you can do. And, you know, it doesn't have to be renewable energy because every time you reduce the amount of energy you use, then you're reducing the amount of power that has to be produced through other measures. And, you know, and typically that's, you know, coal or natural gas because that's where a majority of the power is produced. So, you know, whether you're changing lights to LED or putting in uh, motion detectors or changing your filters on uh, your furnace, those matter. They really actually do matter. So you don't have to go out and put a you know, a, a half megawatt solar system to, to produce all the power. We wish everybody could. That's the other challenge out there is that uh, the local utilities are still, they have their claws into the uh, the power grid. And there's a lot of infighting in regards to um, allowing the general public to produce their own power. Um, you know, it cuts into their revenue 
And uh, rather than figuring out a way to work together, maybe through uh, power purchase agreements or leases, um, you know, they're putting up the roadblocks that uh, it makes it harder and harder for um, uh, residential and industrial commercial to actually deploy uh, renewable energy sources. So that's that's the other thing that we have to work on is um, meeting with our uh, public uh, representatives to uh, advocate for this type of program and initiatives to to move towards this goal of uh, you know uh, getting us off the uh, the oil and the gas train. Yeah, got it. <clears throat> well, Scott Savage Nation, is you ready for your difference making tip? What do you have for them? Well, I'm going to go right back to what I shared before, and that is get educated and uh, reach out and get involved. Um, you know, you can't do anything by standing by and it doesn't take a lot to make some type of difference. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Scott, <laughs> thank you so much for coming back on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Yeah, stop by our website. We're at uh, www.energyalliancegroup.org. That's all one word. And uh, we'd be happy to chat. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Scott your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to energyalliancegroup.org. Check out all the great resources that Scott has on his page. Thank you again, Scott. Hey, George, it was great talking to you. Thanks so much for having me back. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. <laughs>